section thirty three of a compendious history of english literature and of the english language volume one this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org a compendious history of english literature and of the english language volume one by george lilly craik chapter four part nine the oldest english translation we have of the bible is that of wycliffe john de wycliffe w i c l i f or wycliffe w y c l i f f e died at about the age of sixty in thirteen eighty four and his translation of the scriptures from the vulgate appears to have been finished two or three years before the new testament has been several times printed first in folio in seventeen thirty one under the care of the rev john lewis next in quarto in eighteen ten under that of the rev h h baber lastly in quarto in eighteen forty one and again in eighteen forty six in baxter's english hexapla and now the old testament has also been given to the world from the clarendon press at the expense of the university of oxford admirably edited by the rev j forshaw and sir frederick madden in four magnificent quartos oxford eighteen fifty the following extracts from wycliffe's bible were communicated to the pictorial history of england by sir henry ellis from one of the best manuscripts of the entire translation the royal manuscript eleven o eight in the british museum the first from the old testament consists of part of the fifteenth chapter of exodus containing the song of moses bana moises song and the sonus of israel this song to the lord and thy sidon singer we to the lord for he is magnified gloriously he cast down the horse and the steerer into the sea my strength and my praising is the lord and he is made to me into healtha this is my god he shall glorify him the god of my father and he shall enhance him the lord is as a man fighting his name is almighty he cast down into the sea the cheris of pharaoh and his host his chosen princes were in drenched in the reed sea the deeper waters lighten them they getting down into the depth as a stone lord thy right hand is magnified in strength lord thy right hand smoot the enemy and in the michelnessa of thy glory thou hast put down all thine adversaries thou sentest thine ire that devoured him as stobble and watrous wherein goderid in the spirit of thy woodnessa flowing water stood deeper waters wherein goderid in the middest of the sea the enemy said he shall pursue and he shall take ye shall depart spulus my sola shall be filled i shall draw out my sword mine hand shall slay him 
thy spirit blue and the sea allied hem thy warren drenched as lead in greater waters lord who is like thee in stronger men who is like thee thou art great doer in holy nessa furredful and pissable and doing miracles thou heldest forth thine hand and the earth devoured hem thou were letterer in thy mercy to thy people which thou again boustest and thou hast borne him in thy strength to thine holy dwelling place people stiden and were in rutha sore was helden the dwelleress of flistium vena the princess of adam wherein disturbed trembling held the stronger men of moab all the dwellerists of canaan wherein starka inward dreda falla on hem and outward dreda in the great nessa of thin arm be thy maid unmovable as a stone till thy people passa lord till this thy people passa whom thou well didst thou shalt bring hem in and thou shalt plant in the hill of thine heritage in the most steadfast dwelling-place which thou hast wrought lord lord thy century which thine hondas made steadfast the lord shall reign into the world and furtha forsooth pharaoh a rider in tried with his chariots and knights into the sea and the lord brought the waters of the sea on him southerly the sonus of israel geddon be the drier place in the middest of the sea therefore marie prophetessa the sister of aaron took a, a timpan in her hand and all the women Gidden out after her with timpans companies to which such song before and sida sing we to the lord for he is magnified gloriously he casted uh, down into the sea the horse and the steer of him the specimen selected from the new testament is the last chapter of st luke but in a day of the woke full early thy Cayman to the grave and broughten sweetest smelling spices that they hadn't arrayed and they found in the stone turned away from the grave and they gidden in and found in not the body of the lord jesus and it was done the while they were in astonied in thought of this thing lo twey men standen beside his hem in shining cloth and wanna the dreaden and bowed in her semblant into eartha the sudden to him what seeken ye him that liveth with data men he is not here but he is risen have ye mind how he spake to you wanna he was yet in galilee and said for it behoveth manis sonna to be betaken into the hondas of sinful men and to be crucified and the thridda day to rise again and thee bethoughten on his awardus 
and thee gidden again fro the grave and telden all of these thingus to the elevena and to all other and there was maria maudelaine and jonah and mary of james and other women that weren with him that sedden to apostolus these things and these wordes were sain before him as madness and they believed not to him but petra rose up and ran to the grave and he bowed down and sigh the linen clothes lying alone and he went by himself wondering on that that was done and lo twain of him went in in that day into a castle that was fro jerusalem the space of sixty furlongus by name emaus and they spaken together of all a these thingus that hadn't befalla and it was done the while the talkaden and soughten by himself jesus himself neheda and went a with him but her igen wherein holden that the knew in him not and he said it to him what been these wordes that ye speaken together wonderinga and ye been sorrowful and un whose name was cleophas answered and said thou thyself art a pilgrim in jerusalem and hast thou not known what thing has been done in it these days to whom he said it what thingus and the saying to him of jesus of nazareth that was a man prophet mighty in work and word before god and all the people and how the highest uh, priestess of our princess betokened him into damnation of death and crucified in him but we hopped in that he should have again brought to israel and now on allah these thingus the third a day is to day that these thingus were undone but also some women of ours maiden us of furred which before day wherein at the grave and one his body was not found in they came in and sudden that they sigh also a sight of angels which sidon that he liveth and some of a aaron went in to the grave and there found him so as the women sudden but they found him not him and he said it to him a foolish and a slow of heart to believe in allah thingus that the prophetess had spoken where it behoved not christ to suffer these thingus and so to enter into his glory and he began at moises and at allah the prophetess and declared to him in allah scripturis that weren of him and they came in nigh the castle werder the winton and he made countenance that he would a go further and they constrained him and sudden dwelleth with us for it draweth to-night and the day is now bowed down and he entrida with them and it was dawn the while he sat at the meat uh, with him he took breed and blessed and break and took to him and the iron of them were opened and the new in him and he vanished fro her iron and the sidon together where our hearta was not 
burning in us while he spake to us in the waya and opened to us scripturis and thee risen up in the same hour and went in again into jerusalem and found in the eleven gathering together and him that were in with him saying that the lord is risen verily and appeared to simount and thee told him what thingest wherein done in the way and how thee knewen him in the breaking of bread and the while thee spake in these things jesus stood in the middle of them and sighted to him peace to you i am nile ye dreader but thee wherein afraid and aghast and gesedden him to be a spirit and he said unto him what been ye troubled and thoughtest came up into your hardest see ye my hondas and my feet for i myself am feel ye and see ye for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as ye seem that i have and when he had a said this thing he showed a hondas and feet to him and yet while the believed in not and wondered in for joya he said a and ye hear anything that shall be eaten and the profiden to him a part of the fish roasted and a honeycomb and wanna he had a eaten before him he took a that that left a and gaff to him and said it to him these been the wordes that i spake to you wanna i was yet with you for it is nada that all a things been fulfilled that been written in the law of moises and in the prophetess and in psalms of me thana he opened to him with that their shoulden under standen scriptures and he said it to him for thus it is written and thus it behoved christ to suffer and rise again fro death in the thrida day and penance and remission of sinners to be preached in his name into all focus beginning in at jerusalem and ye been witnesses of these things and i shall send the behest of my father into you but sit ye in the city till that ye been clothed with virtue fro on high and he led a hem forth into bethany and wan his a hondas were and lift up he blessed him and it was done the while he blessed him he departed fro him and was borne into heaven and the worshipidden and went in again into jerusalem with great joy and were in ever more in the temple herring and blessing god it would appear from these two specimens that the english of this early version of the bible is considerably less antique in the new testament than in the old wycliffe is also the author of many original writings in his native language in defence of his reforming views in theology and church government some of which have been printed but most of which that are preserved still remain in manuscript his style is everywhere coarse and slovenly though sometimes animated by a popular force or boldness of expression chaucer is the author of three separate works in prose a translation of boethius de consolatione philosophiae printed by caxton in folio without date under the title of the book of consolation of philosophy 
which that boethius made for his comfort and consolation a treatise on the astrolabe addressed to his son lewis in thirteen ninety one and printed at least in part in the earlier editions of his works and the testament of love an apparent imitation of the treatise of boethius written towards the end of his life and also printed in the old editions of his collected works but perhaps the most highly finished and in other respects also the most interesting of the great poet's prose compositions are the tale of melibius and the parson's tale in the canterbury tales the former which he tells himself as one of the company of pilgrims and which is a very close translation from a french treatise entitled le livre de melibie et de dame prudence existing both in prose and verse has been supposed as mentioned in a preceding page to be written in a sort of blank measure or rhythm perhaps mr guest thinks the same that is called cadence in the house of fame the following extract is from the earlier portion of the tale where the rhythmical style is conceived to be most marked this melaby answered unto his wife prudence i propose not quote he to worken by thy counsel for many causes and reasons for certes every wight would hold me than a fool this is to sane if i for thy counselling would change things that been ordained and affirmed by so many wise men secondly i say that all women been wick and none good of them all for of a thousand men saith solomon i found of good men but certes of all women good woman found i never and also certes if i govern me by thy counsel it should seem that i had ye thee over me the maestry and god forbid that it were so for jesus search saith that if the wife have the mastery she is contrarious to her husband and solomon saith never in thy life to thy wife nay to thy child nay to thy friend nay yeva no power over thyself for better it were that thy children acts of thee thingus that him needeth than thou see thyself in the hands of thy children and also if i wole wirch by thy counselling certes it must be sometime secre till it were time that it be known and that this nay may not be if i should be counselled by thee for it is written the janglery of women nay can nothing hide save that which they wot not after the philosopher saith in wicked counsel women vanquished men and for these reasons i nay owe not to be counselled by thee one dame prudence full debonairly and with great patience had heard all that her husband liked for to say then asked she of him license for to speak and said in this wise my lord quoth she as to your first reason it may lightly been answered for i say that it is no folly to change counsel when the thing is changed or else when the thing seemeth otherwise than it seemed before and moreover i say though that ye have sworn and behight to perform your emprise and nevertheless ye wave to perform filk same emprise by just cause men should not say therefore ye were a liar nay forsworn for the book saith that the wise man maketh no leasing when he turneth his courage for the better and all be it that your emprise be established and ordained by great multitude of folk yet are you not accomplish filk ordinance but you liketh for the truth of things and the prophet been rather founden in few folk than been wise and full of reason 
than by great multitude of folk there every man crieth and clattereth what him liketh soothly switch multitude is not honest as to the second reason whereas ye say that all women been wick save your grace certes ye despise all women in this wise and he that all despiseth as saith the book all displeaseth and senex saith that whoso wool have sapience shall no man dispraise but he shall gladly teach the science that he can without presumption or pride and switch things as he naught can he shall not be ashamed to leer him and to inquire of less folk than himself and so that there hath been full many a good woman may lightly be preved for certes sir our lord jesus christ would never have descended to be born of a woman if all women had be wicked and after that for the great bounty that is in women our lord jesus christ when he was risen from death to life appeared rather to a woman than to his apostles and though that solomon said he found never no good woman it followeth not therefore that all women be wicked for though that he nay found no good woman certes many another man hath found many a woman full good and true or else peradventure the intent of solomon was this that in sovereign bounty he found no woman this is to say that there is no wight that hath sovereign bounty save god above as he himself recordeth in his evangelies for there is no creature so good that him they wanteth somewhat of the perfection of god that is his maker your third reason is this ye say that if that ye govern you by my counsel it should seem that ye had yeave me the mastery and the lordship of your person sir save your grace it is not so for if so were that no man should be counselled but only of him that hand lordship and mastery of his person men knowed not be counselled so often for soothly filk man that asketh counsel of a purpose yet hath he free choice whether he will work after that counsel or none and as to your fourth reason there as ye sayne that the janglery of women can hide things that they wot not as whoso saith that a woman cannot hide that she wot sir these words been understood of women that been jangleresses and wicked of which women men sane that three things driven a man out of his house that is to say smoke dropping of rain and wicked wives and of switch women solomon saith that a man were better dwell in desert than with a woman that is riotous and sir by your leave that am not i for ye have full often assayed my great silence and my great patience and eke how well that i can hide and heal things and that men oughten secretly to hiden and soothly as to your fifth reason whereas you say that in wicked counsel women vanquisheth men god wot that filk reason stand here in no stead for understandeth now ye axen counsel for to do wickedness and if ye will work in wickedness and your wife restraineth filk wicked purpose and overcometh you by reason and by good counsel certes your wife ought rather to be praised than to be blamed thus should ye understand the philosopher that saith in wicked counsel women vanquishen her husbands and there as ye blamen all women and her reasons i shall show you by many ensamples that many women have been full good and yet been and her counsel wholesome and profitable eke some men han said that the counsel of women is either too dear or else too little of price but all be it so that full many a woman 
be bad and her counsel vile and naught worth yet han min found him full many a good woman and discreet and wise in counselling lo jacob thorough the good counsel of his mother rebecca juan the benison of his father and the lordship over all his brethren judith by her good counsel delivered the city of bethily in which she dwelt out of the hand of holofern that had it besieged and would it all destroy abigail delivered nabal her house bond fro david the king that would han slain him and appeased the ire of the king by her wit and by her good counselling hester by her counsel enhanced greatly the people of god in the reign of asuerus the king and the same bounty and good counselling of many a good woman mon men read and tell and furthermore one that our lord had created adam our form father he said in this wise it is not good to be a man alone make we to him an help semblable to himself here mon ye see that if that women were in not good and her counsel good and profitable our lord god of heaven would neither had wrought him nay called him help of man but rather confusion of man and then said her clerk once in two verses what is better than gold jasper what is better than jasper wisdom and what is better than wisdom woman and what is better than a good woman nothing and sir by many other reasons mon ye seen that many women been good and her counsel good and profitable one malaby had heard the words of his wife prudence he said thus i see well that the word of solomon is sooth for he saith that words have been spoken discreetly by ordinance been honeycombs for they even sweetness to the soul and wholesomeness to the body and wife because of thy sweet words and eke for i have breathed and assayed thy great sapience and thy great truth i will govern me by thy counsel in all things this is probably one of the passages that have been conceived to have have most of a rhythmical character yet its balanced style does not go beyond what is not uncommon in rhetorical prose part of the measured march of the language may arise from the french tale and perhaps its original form having been in verse what is called the personis or parson's tale which winds up the canterbury tales as we possess the work is a long moral discourse which for the greater part is not very entertaining but which yet contains some passages curiously illustrative of the age in which it was written here is part of what occurs in the section headed de superbia of pride the first of the seven mortal sins to wit justly recommends that the whole should be read carefully by any antiquary who may mean to write de re vestiaria of the english nation in the fourteenth century now been there two manner of prides that on him is within the heart of a man and that other is without of which soothly these four said things and mo than i have said appertaining to pride that is within the heart of man and there be other spices that been withouten but natheless that on of these spices of pride is sign of that other right as the gay levacell at the tavern is sign of the wine that is in the cellar and this is in many things as in speech and countenance and outrageous array of clothing for certes if there had been no sin in clothing christ would not so soon have noted and spoken of the clothing of thilk rich man in the gospel and as st gregory saith that precious clothing is culpable for the dearth of it and for his softness and for his strangeness 
and disguising and for the superfluity or for the inordinate scantiness of it may not a man see as in our days the sinful costly array of clothing and namely in too much superfluity or else in too disordinate scantness as to the first sin in superfluity of clothing which that maketh it so dear to the harm of the people not only the cost of the embroidering the disguising indenting or barring owning paling winding or bending and semblable waste of cloth and vanity but there is also the costly furring in her gown so much pouncening of chisel to make and hold so much dagging of shears with the superfluity and length of the foreset gowns trailing in the dong and in the mire on horse and eke on foot as well of man as of woman that all filth training is verily as in effect wasted consumed threadbare and rotten with dong rather than it is given to the poor to great damage of the foresaid poor folk but in sundry wise this is to say the more that cloth is wasted the more must it cost to the poor people for the scarceness and furthermore if so be that they wolden give switch poinsoned and dagged clothing to the poor people it is not convenient to wear for her estate nay sufficient to bow to her necessity to keep him fro the distemperance of the firmament also the sin of ornament or of apparel is in things that appertain to riding as in too many delicate horse that been holden for delight that been so fair fat and costly and also in many a vicious knave that is sustained because of him in curious harness as in saddles croppers petrels and bridles covered with precious cloth and rich barred and plated of gold and of silver for which god saith by zachary the prophet i will confound the riders of switch horse these folk take in little regard of the riding of god's son of heaven and of his harness wan he rode upon the ass and had none other harness but the poor clothes of his disciples nay we read not that ever he rode on any other beast i speak this for the sin of superfluity and not for honesty one reason it requireth and moreover certes pride is greatly notified in holding of great mining wan they been of little profit or of right no profit and namely wan that mining is felonious and damages to the people by hardiness of high lordship or by way of office for certes which lords sell then her lordship to the devil of hell one they sustain the wickedness of her mine or else one these folk of low degree as they that hold in hostelries sustain in theft of her hostelers and that is in many manner of deceits filk manner of folk bin that flies that followin the honey or else the hounds that followin the corain switch forsaid folk strangling spiritually her lordships for which thus said david the prophet wicked death mot come unto thilk lordships and god yeve that they mot descend into hell all down for in her houses is iniquity and shrewdness and not god of heaven and certus but if they done amendment right as god gave his benison to laban by the service of jacob and to pharaoh by the service of joseph right so wall god gave his malison to switch lordships as sustained the wickedness of her servants but they come to amendment pride of the table appeareth eke full oft for certes rich men be clept to feast and poor folk be put away and rebuked and also in excess of divers meats and drinks and namely switch manner bake meats and dish meats brenning of wildfire and painted in castle with paper and semblable waste so that it is abusion to think and eke into great preciousness of vessel and curiosity of minstrelsy by which a man is stirred more to the delights of luxury
End of section 33.